it's dawn in the fields with sheep in the middle of somewhere on planet Earth. This is episode 63 of FIA Goes PC. I'm your host as always, Rebelson, aka Danny Howe. And before I introduce our producer, she is here, but I'm not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it painful for her. I like to expand the distance of introductions just to mess with people's fragile little minds. Um, yeah, so it's Ramadan. I'm sure some of you will know that if you're in the uh, Muslim faith. It is literally the first, I think, the first, hopefully, and the only in our lifetime, online Ramadan extravaganza. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure how that works. But if you're even remotely interested, and you should be, cool thing, scout it out, have a look. I mean, this is what's amazing when the whole world becomes internet-focused, is that you can actually do things you never could do, usually, unless you physically went to, say, a uh, mosque. But it's it's Ramadan. Anyone who's in uh, the Muslim faith, we feel for you. It's a tough time, fasting. Huge sacrifice, only one of two real religions that pull this off these days because everyone else has got a different degree of sacrifice. It's kind of like how they prosecute murder trials in the USA by degrees. So most, say, Christian organizations, branches out, cults, whatever, there's lots of things. I can afford to say cult because there are. Uh, Your Catholics, which is principal church, your Protestant principal churches and everything in between that's a little bit ludicrous and has Martians in it. Um, your sacrifice is basically, I'll give up chocolate. I might, uh, I don't know, I might try and be a good person this year, as opposed to having loads of indulgence and sin. But it's very much a casual sense of sacrifice, unless, of course, you're a priest or something, you know, then you have to have sacrifice or a monk. If any of those exist in the Catholic Church, I'm sure they do. I'm not sure where. Um, but basically, for the everyday Muslim, this is a really tough gig. And so our thoughts are with you. Uh, obviously, you'll see no photographs of me or video clips of me and uh, really lovely things in the daytime, because that would be mean. And I personally live Ramadan pretty much my whole life because I'm never usually awake in the daytime. Uh, it's vampire in me. Uh, that's a faith of mine. Vampirism. It's not controversial at all. Uh, it just means that I suck. So I am getting some strange looks from our producer. She is here. That is Winifred. Say hello. Hello. Oh, she's, she's nervous. That means I'm doing my job properly. So <laughs> this episode, I thought, you know what? There are some real issues right now. This is now the fourth sort of lockdown special we've done here in this situation. But it's the fifth week of the lockdown in the UK. The fifth week. I'm counting up. I was saying this before recording to Win because she thought I was a bit weird mentioning that it's the fifth week in the UK lockdown. But I'm doing it a bit like the prisoners. So scene set, you're in Alcatraz back in the heyday when it was a real thing. Okay, when it wasn't a tourist attraction, not that it is right now, even though it's probably the safest place to be in San Francisco. But basically, they used to like, you know, if they're planning a big escape or something, they used to get their little uh, stones or whatever and start making tallies on the old wall. <laughs> my, the my tally is literally the week by week tally, because let's be honest, day by day would make you like, well, lunatic. And I am that. But it would really make it like I can cover that I'm not a lunatic. I've got a rare sort of that pendulum between genius and insane i'm the pendulum so i swing both ways but what i'm saying is right is that you gotta tally so anyway um you know like we're in a time where a lot of things are weird chat shows are now skype shows almost yeah. <laughs> it all feels like a new age of voyeurism yeah, uh, a lot of weird. things are changing uh around us but there's solutions that i i can't believe no one in the medical community no one on political panels are even suggesting this. I'm going to start off with a big fundamental issue of PPE, okay? That's personal protective equipment for the layman terms. We all love our little sort of anagrams. We like our PPEs. And we it's like, not an anagram. We, we, well, I was talking about it last time she came around with a ball of twine. You know, we like to sort of turn it... Yeah, we like to turn it to abbreviations. Protective personal equipment. Don't know why you can't say that all the time. It's, it rolls off the tongue. Uh, it shouldn't because that's why you need it. 
because that's how you get a virus if it rolls off. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is a solution for face masks. We're all, everyone seemingly like, well, let's go for the surgical stuff, the standard thing. That's going to guarantee our safety. I say you're missing a trick. I mean, a time where social distancing is ruling the world, people are getting very frustrated, very bored. Mm. So why not go Halloween crazy? Because all you really need to do is cover your, your mouth and your nose, okay? from exposing other people to the situation or you yourself getting it, whatever. Latex face masks. You could be a goblin going to the supermarket. You could be Yoda. You could be a, a psychotic clown. <laughs> you could be Trump. You could be Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm sure he does his own supermarket shopping. No way in hell does he. I don't think he ever I'm has. I'm sure you can get a latex uh, face mask. Of Donald well. Trump. Yeah, yeah, you could be a president. You could be a mm. prime minister. You could be a celebrity. Anything you want. But wear that and you should have the sort of protection that you're looking for wearing a scarf or a mask or whatever the mm -hmm. stupid things. We've been told to wear scarves. Our run-of-the-mill people in social distancing are told to wear scarves wrapped around their face. Ludicrous. Really ludicrous. And you, you just got to think of the levels of that. But it's a very serious thing. I think the solution is pretend you're in Halloween every day. From here on out, and it's a solution. I'm sure they're not running out of latex masks and all kinds of goofy stuff that you could wear in fancy dress. Massive online business, Amazon and other sources, you can get your online masks from. But why not walk around like Slipknot? Perfectly reasonable. In fact, it, this is brilliant for Slipknot. Mm -hmm. It's just another day at the office. <laughs> so, you know, well, another couple of weeks. But anyway, that's just a solution. I think the, the, the term mask could be really anything you could be wearing a motorcycle helmet mm. who cares you know yeah really like if you're into cosplay for example <laughs> in fact the cosplay enthusiasts around the world some of them are massively talented what a business enterprise they yeah. could be running now just uh cosplay full cosplay with a ppe theme you know tokyo, tokyo Ghoul, exactly mm -hmm. kakashi anything like that it's just a big market. All you really need is your face covered. So the world's your oyster. Go for it. Everyone could be banned from Batman. Who cares? One person up in the north, I believe in Manchester, was dressing up like Spider-Man and doing things around his community. Mm. So like, you know, helping people cross the road. Yeah. He can't do it. He can be enthusiastic, like a personal trainer for a granny. You can't physically go up to the granny at the moment, so you have to <laughs> clap from a distance. You can do it. You can do it, Mavis. You're all right. You got that Zimmer frame. Anyway, what a mental image that is. So Spider-Man. And then he was joined by Captain America recently. Uh, I think that's the thing that I laughed at in the news report because Spider-Man's got a full face mask. Mm. Captain America's only got the half face and yeah. it's the wrong half. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, am I the only one who noticed that? Mm. So he's there wearing a bicycle helmet, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, I think he got the... Anyway. So if you're going to do it, be like someone with a full face mask deadpool mm. good uh good guy to be um and, or bottom half winter soldier bottom half uh bane bottom half yeah you can't like. do batman though because it's the wrong batman's half. the wrong side yeah. yeah the wrong side is the wrong side yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't work unless you were upside down batman which is a strange look. that's weird that's a very odd look. you got your rebel zen mask from season one that works yeah mm. yeah yeah well that's why i had it I knew this was coming because <laughs> I'm a time traveler, obviously, in that series. So sure, I, I three knew, years too early. Knew this was coming. Uh, it's my thing. People thought I was awfully weird wearing that. Yeah. Well, now the joke's <laughs> on you, f fools, isn't it? So anyway, it's all about solutions like glue. And on that subject, when you're talking solutions, Donald Trump had a solution today, a time of recording. He said, and Twitter's gone up into a near frenzy. This is a few days before the release, obviously, but we'll just say it's now Friday. Mm. This goes out on a Monday. Time recording. He's just announced publicly that he has a solution if we all inject ourselves with disinfectant because it's really good at fighting COVID. Oh, my gosh. So this is just <laughs> for you to understand this, folks. This is why politicians do not have a clue about science, especially if they're not really politicians, more corporate uh figureheads is a nice way of putting it okay uh yeah the way he said it was kind of like he didn't process the information he was just like oh yeah i heard this works disinfectant 
and then he sort of bridges into you know, yeah, injections. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's basically <laughs> science if you're a three-year-old. Oh, uh, this is how it works. Oh, we know that if you wash your hands, it stops the spread because it's skin surface level stuff because yeah. you're taking away the stuff that you've touched or picked up or whatever anyone else is. Whatever. So basically, on that logic, a three-year-old would go, oh, yeah, well, that means that if I eat this infectant, it'll help me out. If I consume <laughs> it... It'll get rid of all the germs yeah, in my body. Yeah, yeah, because if it works <laughs> on my hands, it's some kind of fantastic medicine. Mm. I'll just drown myself in it. Uh, there's a few problems with that. One is toxicity level. Um, the, other th the other point <laughs> is... Uh, well, this is actually a great thing because what he's done is he's guaranteeing work for lawyers once America opens up its gate again, because this is literally the same logic as putting a poodle in the microwave to dry it oh, off. Oh, dear God. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So you are literally in a situation where your president right now is, I mean, God bless him, trying to find a solution, the most toxic, deadly solution. Uh, he, he's right, in a sense. There is a logic to it. No, he's but... right, in a sense. It would probably kill a virus, <laughs> yeah. uh, but and also you. Uh, so if you're listening out there and you're very impressionable, maybe you're a super mm. Trump supporter, maybe you failed school, maybe you thought school was just a, an idea, a concept, a waste of time, and you'd much rather be, uh, I don't know, driving monster trucks down your freeway. Whatever you persuasion you are, please do not inject yourself with disinfectant. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says on a label, not fit for consumption. Mm -hmm. This would be worse than that because you'd be literally putting it into your bloodstream. Not quite sure, but definitely understand Donald Trump does not have a medical science degree. That yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. So luckily, today being Monday time recording was ahead but we are now in monday we're just doing our little role play zooming ahead in the future boris johnson is back today mm. so the uh the boris is back that's the headlines <laughs> and i've just realized man because we saw a bit of parliament when it reopened early in the week this is now last week it was really amicable strangest parliament i've seen we have this thing every week if you're listening around the world it's like prime minister's questions and it's usually basically like listening to some really old people yaying and naying each other. They're in support of their team or they're not, and they're against the opposition. Very lively. It's very rowdy. Very lively. It had a, a particular, had a particular high moment when the old, the former speaker was on, mm. rallying up as devil's advocate a couple of years back. But, you know, last one was super weird. There was more opposition, more shadow cabinet ministers on labor side than it was conservative backseat well they had a lot of um video they had loads of video calls stuff. coming in yeah. and it was really weird the timing was it's like watching a, a your grandma work your laptop mm. because basically you got a bunch of non-tech savvy probably 70 year old plus doing the feeds yeah and they're just like now we go to our right arm and there's a delay and then you see a hamster on a treadmill because that's a tech. <laughs> and then suddenly a bloke from Scotland's asking a bunch of questions, you know, with no subtitles. So a lot of people didn't understand a word he's saying. Um, but it was all amicable. So basically there was a lot of agreement, mm. which I don't think I've ever seen in British politics. Not really. <laughs> uh, so that was interesting. Boris is back soon. I think we're all super happy about that. I'm not saying it sarcastically. I think we are super happy. It's a very strange time when he's been absent for like a month. Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I think in America, there'd be street parties if Trump had in a similar situation abdicated for a wee while while he was getting his uh, squirrel refitted on his head. But there's, you know, like, but then you'd have Mike Pence and no one needs that. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Mm. Anyway, so we're not going to get too political, but Boris is back today. It's very good for us to see what he says, see see how it goes. Hopefully he won't do the practical joke of coughing at everyone, like going <laughs> up and going, <clears throat> yeah. you know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. That did happen when we are in the supermarket. It was almost to the point where that should have been a uh, Oh, yeah, there were a couple of uh, pranksters just yeah, middle aged very... Middle-aged goofy guys have <sighs> probably watched Jackass once and thought they were the coolest thing to do stupid stuff. Yeah. This was like week one of the lockdown. We're now in, in week... Uh, they were filming five. themselves too, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. But, it, cool. you know, this is the irresponsible thing. Mm. There's a lot, and Honestly, a lot of people at the start thought this wasn't a big deal. Yeah. A lot of people still don't. 
uh, it's easy to understand that they don't mm-hmm. because the numbers, uh, you see the mass population, you see, you compare a lot of stuff. But um, no, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's really happening. Uh, I won't argue. I think there's a lot of political agendas that are taking advantage of this situation yeah, without probably. a shadow of a doubt. Mm. You know, I, I'm cautious about banking yeah. because it's almost like we're giving a lot of authority to banks. What we did in the UK is we started to get to grips with our debt and loans and we actually paid off and it was pretty healthy literally for the last two, three years. A mm. uh, similar situation in America was happening and this situation seems to have reset it all. This this is almost like where everyone's relying on the banks to cover their wage package before government help yeah. follows through because obviously it's backlogged. There's yeah. so many... It'll take time. Yeah, unprecedented amount of people need financial aid. Um, I think there's a solution for that too. Mm-hmm. Magic and puppet shows on YouTube with with admission fees. Ten cents per view. I don't think anyone would pay for it though. Oh, I think you'd be surprised. I mean, all of our chat shows are reduced to Skype conversations. Right now the ball is so yeah, low. But it's free though. I know, yeah. The, <laughs> I'm just saying the ball is yeah. real super low. Mm. I, I think there's a lot of like I think a lot of people are kind of scared at the moment about what they can do. There is actually a lot you can do. If it, innovation, I always think of ways that I can solve things. I'm in a field with sheep. So predominantly I'm very useless in this situation. <laughs> uh we have internet once a day when the ice cream guy goes past and he's got the portable wireless that we hack. Uh, we really, I mean, we're in Booneyville and we, we like to be off the grid, not by choice, but we don't have a choice. We're on a field, the lockdown happened. When it's off the grid. Mm. It's more of a s- sort of semicircle shape. It definitely isn't on a grid. The grid is, as we all know, cities. Here's the thing. If you work in a restaurant and you're a chef, why not basically go out, get a bunch of stuff and supply almost a home delivery service if you're qualified? You could cook from your own house and you can make money that way. There's so many ways right now that people can innovate. One innovation that I'm having real trouble with, okay, it's nearly as bad as anagrams when she comes around and knits for you. It's really, really annoying me. This homemade mask making where you see stupid people i mean they're not trying to be stupid how do i change that from stupid craft enthusiasts there you go uh they get a handkerchief they fold it in multiple ways stick two hair baubles or you know elastic bands or whatever and you got a mask stuff like that really angers me now i know they mean well okay but this is the sort of stuff that you it's it's worse than kids crafting it's rudimentarily annoying and there's a whole organization they're getting a lot of authority, so they're getting primetime news spots at the moment, these people. Now, if you are one of these people, and you are intelligent, and you make them a bit better than what I saw demonstrated on TV, I do apologise, and I know your heart's in the right place, because medically it, it really needs to be for you to live. Um, but basically, <laughs> I'm just saying it's very frustrating, okay? Because... I want a world where everyone's dressed like Darth Vader. This is the, this is the, you don't understand how serious I'm about this. This is the time where you go up to your senile old elderly parents um, or your grandma or your granddad who are freaking out. Okay. Cause people in the, in the sixties uh, plus margin are literally being told you guys are the worst in this situation. It's going to kill you straight up. Right. It's like the grim reaper of all kinds of stuff. So they're freaking out. They're on tender hooks, as it is. And they're probably panicking, can't get a surgical mask, can't do this. But if you even just stop them for a second and say, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you dressed up like Spider-Man and went shopping like that? The kid in them would revive. Like, basically say, you could be a ninja. How cool is that, right? The child in them will revive. you have to dress revive. up for the uh, shopping yeah. trip. But shopping becomes Mardi Gras. Yeah. How cool is that? You just made the whole thing better. In fact, that's the closest you get to a disco right now because they actually have tannoys playing music. Mm, yeah. I mean, we're talking glow. Why not go there full on, you know, cyber dog stuff if you're in Camden in, in London. Get all your bottom half face coverage, masks and stuff like this, and go in with glow sticks to shop 
and treat it like it's a rave whilst you're doing shopping. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. But there's a lot of things you can do. So if you're a chef or whatever, why don't you work with the community? You can make food and then ship it out safely to locals. Set up your own takeaway service, you know, because it just helps. You could be very, very essential. You could probably make a whole bunch of stuff, take it to some uh, social care places or whatever. People that really need the help right now do that. Or even just odd jobs electricians stuff like this they're going to be needed community stuff so basically there's a lot of stuff you can do if you just tweak your normal thing or even use something that people might not know you for uh like you're uh, some kind of weekend clown for a kid's party and it's just a street performance there's still a case where you can busk what you have to do is you have to reform a selfie stick because they're retarded no offense but they are stupidest thing in the world is the invention of a selfie stick reform that recraft it and basically you can tip people from distance see what i'm saying tip. like a two meter drop off so you just put uh, money into there yeah because then you can still busk so so many people out there could be busking say if you've got a terrace street one guy at the bottom of the street this has no traffic so he's just got his whole gig going on and you all turn up with a meter or, or even better, just throw money at him. That makes me think of this traditional way of selling olives back in, I think, I think it was in Hong Kong, maybe in Guangdong, where they're called um, airplane olives. And so someone's got like a you know basket of olives or whatever in, in bags and they go down the street shouting olives, olives. And then you're sitting, you know, up in your balcony or whatever. You, oh, I want one. And then they just throw it up at you. And then you throw the money down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, everyone can do stuff on their own home. So it's a way that you could innovate your business and make side money. But the problem is, of course, that makes people run out of money faster. You see? So what we've all got to do is maybe set up a pseudo community where you could share things. I, there's this one time, okay, and this is just an experience of what lockdown meant when you were a kid. I was in a situation, we weren't in a lockdown per se, but we were very unmotivated and money was tight. And this is the first time I lived on my own and it was at a bed sit, mm. which people know this is like one room where it functions as everything, like a mini apartment, almost like a halfway like a house. Studio. Yeah, yeah. It's small in a studio. Okay. But it's like a converted house and your bedroom is basically everything. Mm. It's got a lock on the door. Uh, I had an ensuite, so I was fortunate, but some of them had to share, right. you know, a toilet. It's basically a halfway house, okay? So it's a, it's a cheap equivalent for first time, maybe a student or something like this. And at this point, um, I was working as a removal guy. And so your contract was always broken up. It was always fragmented. So we arranged it because we we're all in a similar situation where we'd been laid off and everyone in this house worked the same job. Right. Strangely. So we were all in a temping agency. Mm. And we had different nationalities. So there was me, a Welsh guy, some guys from Nigeria, and then this uh, Latvian and a Chinese girl all in one house. Mm. It was literally a sitcom. Okay. <laughs> so this one time we were like, right, guys, well, we haven't got a lot of stuff, but I've collected a bunch of vegetables. You've got a chicken. And so we communally cooked mm. in because we've all got a kitchen, well, a kitchenette, basically a hot plate, you mm. know. And so each resident cooked. And then we gave each other portions of mm. what we'd done. And it was amazing. So it was like a potluck, except that instead of We didn't communally together, eat together. Yeah. We just shared just what... Shared. So someone got the chicken, sliced it up, and then mm. came upstairs and gave me a plate of chicken. I handed him a bunch of potatoes and stuff like this. And it was like, this is what was cool about this, was international, 100%. Yeah. It was like having a dinner party where you're all antisocial. <laughs> yeah. But it was, to me, that's the situation we're in. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. And so what I'm thinking is, because two meters is quite a lot of distance. And if you're in a situation where money is tight, but you're in a communal situation, maybe a block of flats or apartments, if you're anywhere but us, we say flats because we're kind of redundant. But basically, you've got to have some really good neighbors. Yeah. Okay, because you could have a serial killer that lives in the basement. Who knows? Basement. Why do I automatically presume that a serial killer is in the basement? I don't know. It's like, that's Freddy Krueger for you. All I'm saying is, like, wouldn't it be cool? So the UK, especially terrace houses, you could pull that off. So if money is tightening up and you want some kind of community and you want some kind of whatever, 
you need that go between. Mm. And honestly, man, like if one person in your street has the protective gear, because they, they, you always have the OCD dude. Yeah. Okay, that crazy dude that's like literally will tape himself up with duct tape from head to toe and walk out like that. <laughs> that guy. Uh, he's got a guide dog. He's not blind. He just can't see because he's taped all of his face up. Um, that guy. That guy's your delivery guy, right? And that's how you do it. Okay? Taxi drivers. Taxi drivers. Now, a lot of people in taxi driving, it's really difficult because right now, nothing's open. Why would you need a taxi driver? Here's how you do taxis right now. A taxi driver, if you're listening out there around the world, if you are working for um, Uber or you are just a, literally a state taxi driver or county taxi driver, whatever it works in different places, council here, why don't you do tours? And I, this is brilliant because what you could do, all right, is you pick up the old people and they would be the predominant ones that need a taxi right now, okay? Because a lot of people will be able to drive or whatever or walk. But if you have your clients, you run a tour. So what you got to do is get a big car, an RV. It doesn't work if you've got a compact car because you've got the two meters spread and it's very dangerous. Even if you've got a face mask, it's not a good idea. But let's just say, and so you take them on a country road tour and you remind them what life used to be whilst playing some really, I don't know, old school TV songs, like theme songs from sitcoms back in the day. You could be like, do you remember when people were here? It's called Glastonbury and I had this big event. You could do nostalgia tours of what things were like, you know, when I used to be in this town centre. So what, what you do is you take them on bigger trips to get to the supermarket and they have to pay a lot more. Oh. Yeah. yeah you don't do discounts. <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah. You take advantage of the situation. Either that or, you know, I mean, most of them will probably turn into couriers and that would be a just smart idea. So you basically work for picking up stuff from shops or whatever. Because I think the thing with taxi drivers is it's just there is nothing open in our town centres or cities or whatever. Mm. So it's a case where they literally have no purpose unless it's shopping trips. Yeah. yeah. So it's just about being more functional. I do like the impromptu tour, but basically it, it works something together. So if you're doing the impromptu tour as a taxi driver and you are creating a nostalgic museum, you could argue that the rise in prices for going three times out your way to the supermarket is the equivalent of paying museum entrance fees. So it does work. And on that note, if you ever find yourself, and we talked briefly about chat show hosts being Skype uh, orientated these days, like, you know, we watch Graham Norton and Graham Norton is basically doing sort of his standard show half the time via Skype. So his guests are coming in from America. I think it's Patrick Stewart and his wife. Mm. And then you had Ricky Gervais yeah, yeah, yeah. and Thandie Newton coming in from their home, broadcasting live via Skype, and Graham Norton's there. Uh, one criticism I had of the show is that he formed it much like his normal show. Mm. So you had that intro bit like Jimmy Fallon and all of the guys do. Yeah. But I come in with their intro because I think it's funny and it's scriptwritten by but a it's comedian. it's so weird because there's no audience like uh, It doesn't work. Uh. It doesn't work. So what I'm trying to say is you have to change the format. Yeah. Because we're in a weird situation. If if you're listening, Graham Norton, Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien, whatever, change the format to sort of match the current situation. Mm. I think a better thing, Conan O'Brien, incidentally, used to do a thing where he would play video games with a celebrity. Mm. Only did it a few times. It wasn't a regular thing. Right. But I think it started off because they asked him to test a game, a wrestling game, believe it or not. And they had his likeness put into the game <laughs> with a massive head and stuff like yeah. this. So he tested it and that became a popular thing. So, he, you know, yeah. basically wrestler called Xavier Woods does this thing called Up, Up, Down, Down. And it's very similar to that, the format. Yeah. Right now, Graham Norton could be doing that, right? Yeah, with one yeah. of his guests, like Macaulay Culkin, just do an online gaming session. Yeah. Be brilliant. Everyone would love that. That'd be pretty cool. But he's missed a trick. Mm. it's missed the trip because the, the, you can change the format you can keep the format live audience non-live audience it doesn't matter but you missed the trip because you weren't wearing the right apparel now i'm a chat show host of sorts uh i just record it and i talk to myself a lot most people think that's a psychological study but i call it a chat show host now when i'm doing my chat show with the voices in my head I have to wear the right apparel. And you've seen us kitted out season two in Hong Kong. It's on YouTube right now. We were kitted out 
with the absolutely fantastic t-shirts, character t-shirts from Hobo Bates. So if you are thinking, oh, I've got loads of spare time right now because that's all I got. And I want to run a chat show host because I think my friends are more interested in celebrities. Fine, but wear the right apparel. And to do that, go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait. Stand out from the crowd. You can even do this with your uh, antisocial dinner pies. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait right now for all of the craziest apparel you can find. Also, phase two is coming at the end of the year, but I'm just, just wrapping up. This, this whole thing's about solution. And solution isn't putting a solution into bloodstream that isn't set to uh, work that way. Jeez, uh, I, I can't move on that. That's like saying, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I really help right now is de-icer. Because I don't think uh, the coronavirus will actually survive de-icer fluid. Or maybe, oh, while we're at there, why not liquid nitrogen? Liquid nitrogen is sure to absolutely stop coronavirus dead in its tracks. These are things that loonies say. Like, this, is, this is akin to like the worst three-year-old messing with uh, battery acid. Yeah. It, it's ludicrous. Just saying that because I think that at this point, the whole science community, which has been working around the clock to come up with vaccinations, all kinds of uh, answers for this, some really cool stuff, plasma antibodies in your bloodstream, loads of different things. And this dude, can you imagine that? Could you just imagine being your science advisor to president like that? You'd throw all your papers in there and go, I'm done. I'm walking, I'm gone. Paul moment. <laughs> this is the equivalent of going to ancient Greece. Yeah. Okay where they had the big philosophy debates in the auditoriums, you know, the mm -hmm. amphitheaters of old. And one idiot turns up, you know. You got this profound stuff about democracy, and this guy goes, oh, I think I think if you all wear a sheep, you don't need to make it into a sweater. <laughs> Just wear the sheep. Right? And Trump seems like, I don't even know if he's courtroom jester level. <laughs> Because they had sinister side to him. Yeah. He's literally the business alpha eight is 1980s that doesn't realise we've all moved on. You but know, he's night so rider. watchable though. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, but he that's, says so many words and yet means... His, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. One day, mm. he's got to wake up and realise he's the president. Yeah. He's not a celebrity. Okay. I think he's still trying to balance that. No, I don't think he ever tried. I think Trump lives in his own cortex. Mm. He's a smart dude. He's, he's like, the thing is, it's not even an act. George W. Bush said stuff because of, well, I argue that he's illiterate or brain dead at times, <laughs> but he's actually quite a smart guy behind that, but he's not Trump smart. Trump's highly successful. He's lived in alpha business world mm -hmm. for a long time. His old interviews are very smart. Yeah. This whole rhetoric of like, you know, it's going to be the most fantastic, brilliant. It, it, it's like dumb PR. Like <laughs> even the guy selling. conversational level. Yeah, but he's even, like a nice guy. You but know what I mean? Sure. But even <laughs> if you were selling a mattress in the USA and you're a mattress king. Yeah. Buy one, get one free, that guy. <laughs> You're still more savvy than it's just a beautiful mattress, an excellently made. There's no better mattress. This is the biggest mattress. <laughs> this mattress is world conquering mattress. That's nuts. You wouldn't buy anything from that dude. That's like the car salesman yeah. that sells you something that's just basically an entry level piece of garbage that's rusty, that barely works. Best car ever. Yeah. It's got two billion miles on it, but it doesn't matter. It's still ticking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, but it's, I honestly think actually someone on the Joe Rogan show, mm. Joe Rogan pointed out, he's got this kind of frequency where it's basically, he carpartmentalizes his entire audience. Mm. So the most intelligent of us find him thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. But the thickest of us can understand it. Mm. because if you use big words like i'm gonna build a wall 
because of security against the Mexican cartels, because I'm worried about the drug running into it, mm. it's going to be a, a fair wall, you know, and you start breaking the science down, it's going to be made out of eco-structured stuff, it's going to be very good for the environment, it's going to be, you know, whatever. It's going to have lights on it, and every occasional, a projected Disney movie will probably be on it mm. uh, for the entire of the... Uh, the <laughs> The borderline of Mexico, we project the movies. Even both sides are like that, to be fair. You know. Um he could be saying this, or he could be trying to sell you on the idea. Mm. Okay, in like the molecular quantifiable statistics are you know, that, which is the old politician. Yeah. Trump just goes gonna build a great wall, big wall, awesome wall, best wall you've ever seen. <laughs> the end. Right. And everyone's almost like in, you know, woo! America. That that side of America. It's almost like, oh, I want to see this. Mm. This is going to be the best wall. Mm. What's the best wall look like? Oh, I've got the best truck. It's a monster truck. Wheels are bigger than anything. So basically what I'm trying to say is it's a frequency. Yeah, right. And, you know, when you watched him on The Apprentice, he was never like this. Mm. And there is a theory that Joe Rogan placed that he picked this up from Wrestling PR. Oh, because he's heavily involved with wrestling. Yeah, he was on WWE. Vince McMahon, yeah, WrestleMania times, yeah. match and all. He's been connected to WrestleMania since the start, right? He's in the Hall of Fame. But it's basically like, it's basically a uh, promo. Yeah. It's a really bad promo. But if you were <laughs> playing in wrestling, and this is really going to help you. If you, even if you don't know a thing about wrestling, like if you, you know, seriously just know nothing about it, you will have at some point seen a wrestling promo because pop culture always refers to it. Ric Flair doing his whole limousine riding thing, Hulk Hogan, the whole what you're going to do thing, the ultimate warrior, no idea what he's saying. Mm. The Undertaker, right? Someone somewhere is going to know the classic macho man or whatever promo. And if you think about every time Trump gets to the stage, he's promoting himself and only himself. So someone's come up with the idea of building a wall, which was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was trying to push that concept. It then didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, For whatever reason, it was put on a back burner, mostly political correct one. By the time it hits Trump, he's like, oh, that was a great idea back then. I'm going to rebuild that idea. Mm. But the way he sells it is a wrestling promo. Mm. Not only am I going to beat you, I'm going to beat you better than anyone else. The most (laughs) awesome beating you'll ever have. The best beating in your life. That, right, is a wrestling promo. Mm. Okay? But he doesn't have the decorum of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So maybe he should change his staff writer to The Rock's promo writer. Well, it's kind of funny because when he actually has something to say and he has like a script, you know, the piece of paper or Mm -hmm. whatever, you can tell when he's going off script and he's going into his own uh, kind of style. (laughs) I think Trump should never have had that approach to Mm. his portrait. Yeah. I think Trump should always come down, line of cheerleaders doing a conga line. Okay, with loads of pom poms mm-hmm. and like big explosions of uh, glitter, mm-hmm. fireworks, pyrotechnics, the whole nine yards, and like trumpeteers, and then a drive over with the aircraft, mm-hmm. all that, like it's the opening day of the Super Bowl. And he walks to, you know, the fanfare, comes to the podium, which then bursts into flames all sides of it. <laughs> takes the pieces of paper they've given him throws it on the bonfire so to speak grabs the mic off the stand and just improvises Mm. that's the present that you're seeing basically that's the guy yeah right because it's basically nascar weekend with him you know so (laughs) when he has something to read when he has something to read (sighs) it's like he processes it while he's saying it Mm -hmm. and then changes a narrative to fit his awesome biggest (laughs) greatest whatever so you you get a paragraph and it'll read something like and the names aren't accurate because this is the dream theater guy but mark portnoy uh plays drums excellently in fact statistics has said our experts have said that he could very well be the best drummer in the world. So in this time of crisis, he's come up with an audio sensory solution that'll calm people down straight away by doing time signature changes on the drum kit. Okay. Trump reads that like, Matt Portnoy is scientifically a great, great drummer. Stops, processes the fact that he's got a paragraph more to say, cancels it and goes, that makes him the best drummer the most amazing, awesome drummer. In fact, I, I knew Mark Portnoy's uh, mom and dad 
They were great people, <laughs> best people in the world. And technically, there is no drummer like him on the planet, <laughs> which means he's a solution to our problem, just him. The way he plays drums, it's like a symphony of, it's just great. Best thing I've ever heard. By the way, the FBI, <laughs> they've done great work to bring this to my attention. They did a, a national investigation, best investigation in the world about brilliant drummers. And his name came up and what a great thing they do. All of them, we're so thankful for them. They're the best thing. You can see what he's doing. Yeah. Can you imagine how he read bedtime stories to his kids? They're in bed, right? <laughs> so Winnie the Pooh, he was a great bear. Best bear there ever was. He lived under a tree. He liked honey. Honey's great. All Have I ever told you about my story about honey? I sold honey. And the book's now gone. <laughs> the book's now gone. <laughs> so I had honey, right? It, it was good honey. Honey is natural. And there's nothing better than natural. Trust me. I, I've worked with natural for many years. Tigers. There's a tiger. Bounce on the tail. Now, tigers, they're just a mate. Look at tigers. They're the best thing in the world. And we have the best tigers in America. Uh, not to Joe Exotic. Best <laughs> tigers in America. They're better than any Asian tigers, African tigers, right? Fabulous. So it's almost <laughs> like you can see why his kids were like different. You know, this is this is a guy. Like if he actually, I think that would be an amazing thing for him to do is read bedtime stories to the American public as a public service mm. in his time of crisis. Mm. I mean, George Bush did, but yes. he read it upside down. Yes, I was just going to say mm -hmm. that book was upside, upside down. Upside <laughs> down. Yeah, and the kid didn't even put him right. No. This is a problem, mm. people. I would just love, I would love to be able to watch him do that. Mm. Just, I just think it would be amazing. Mm. Could you imagine if you did a stand-up routine? You'd probably be the best stand-up routine in the world, the way he presents himself. It's a whole thing right now, you know. But the, the suggestion... Of injecting yourself disinfectant. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, you can justify Trump. That's the thing. He always falls on a line where there is some good mm. in the crazy. <laughs> um, you know, this is a guy that basically his intentions are good, mm. but he's surrounded by crazy people in his in his uh people behind him. All of the people in his uh cabinet, so to speak, are nuts. All right. He knows that his administration's crazy. But he doesn't, he doesn't really draw attention to them. They're all sort of like background characters yeah. on The Apprentice. <laughs> if, you, if you ever watch The Apprentice, when he's talking in the boardroom, like at the end of the episode where someone has to get fired, yeah. it's literally how he's presented the whole presidential run. Mike mm. Pence is there somewhere and you know he does something. And every so often he gets a little interview time yeah. before the microphone's grabbed away from him, he's thrown off the line and then it's back on Trump. Same in The Apprentice. It's, it's a very strange situation. And I just think, like, you know, that suggestion today found our laps is amazing. Mm. And so you find solutions. Do not do that. It's not a solution. There are literally people who will literally take that to heed. Mm. And it's ridiculous. There was one of those, like, stupid how to protect yourself and it's like, oh, drink bleach or drink yeah. cow urine. Or well, here's the thing, okay? There's a tier level of cures for this stuff. And the... Well, I say cures. Um, everything's preventative at this point. Mm. So just to throw it out there as a kind of to get your head around a lot of stuff, a vaccinations are preventative for future resurgence of an epidemic. Okay, so don't find that to be a solution. Don't let that make you nervous. It's not a medicine for this. But there's several literal solutions to treat this right now. Okay, um, I suggest everyone goes to Texas, which has. Yeah, I think it's based in Houston, I think Austin as well, but the, there's some really credible medical science working in tangent with Japan right now. Mm. Um, big on vaccination studies and stuff. They, these are really credible sources, okay? I just think, like, anyone should look up what's actually being done because I think mainstream media is as crazy as Donald Trump. <laughs> and if you're in America right now, I'm just saying this from the European perspective, Europe's a whole range, a tapestry of political differences and different ways of working and different degrees of it and stuff like this. But if you just focus on what I know, which is America and the UK, the difference is when Trump comes out, you almost want to watch and listen to what he's saying mm. because it will either make you laugh the loudest you've laughed that day 
or you will literally just be like smacking your head against the wall going, what did I just witness? Okay. <laughs> but our politicians are like the dorkiest guys in your school. The ones that came to you and went, I've just made an algorithm for grass growing. It's a fascinating study. Those guys, I've advanced chess to the next level. You know, those dudes, not that there's anything wrong with them, trying to be as relevant as Trump. So they come out of the podium. No one's allowed in our press to ask questions because of separation. So everyone's doing it via Skype, which is the weirdest thing ever. Got to be honest. But these guys are like underprepared, don't know what they're really doing or mm. saying. Scary stuff, man. Everyone has to use notes and refer to notes. Yeah. It's just showcasing and displaying a world right now that science, politics, corporations, business sector, and all this, they're so separate. Mm. And a government should really include experts in all fields. Okay, so if you've got a health secretary like we have, and he is not medically trained, yeah. he shouldn't be health secretary. Yeah, he should be the guy picking your bag up for golf or whatever the caddy. <laughs> okay, but if you get the scientist in, yeah, then you've got a chance in hell of understanding this situation. The problem we're seeing in the world is at government level, there's no experts. People are explaining something they don't understand. Yeah, and when you have <laughs> the constant <laughs> thing where they're like. We're just doing what the scientists tell us to do. Really? That's that's your thing? So Oh, I actually read a New York Times article about that where they say, oh, the science tells us that, but they can't actually tell us where the quote unquote science no, when is. When a politician from. is saying that, mm, it's mm. an it's a it's and this is to the public. Yeah. What they're really saying is have no idea, mate. I am got a sausage. See, I always thought Australian politics is more honest. I mean, I know it can be immensely racist back in the day but i always thought australian parliament would be way laid back i always imagined australian parliament where it's set up like our parliament benches both sides massive barbecue in the center mm. everyone's wearing flip-flops and they don't care and there's huge beer coolers and they the speaker of the house just grabs the beer cooler opens it up and throws a can to each side <laughs> you know and then it's like basically mate uh you know new south wales right now we just don't care mate we're just like having a holiday it's all good no problem but Sydney, big problem. And it's super casual, right? Mm. And I kind of feel like... It's not, though. No, of course it isn't. But that's <laughs> what you want it to be. Like, you want Canadian Parliament to be super polite. <laughs> like, I disagree with you, eh? You know, stuff oh. like that. <laughs> right? Uh, and most people are just apologising in their political meetings. Um, yeah. No. I know, I know. And no. also African. Like, so if I'm Nigeria, no. <laughs> Nigeria should be like super um, just cool, enigmatic. Uh, everyone has a big cook-off and we all have a family meal and we discuss politics. And then you get to sort of Jamaican parliament. Jamaican parliament, man, you either have, everyone's playing reggae music. You just walk in, steel drums opening, the whole thing. Everyone does a little dance. Uh, I love reggae music. Yeah. And then everyone's got mounted with spliffs. Mm, uh, so well. things get really, because of the Rastafari nature, <laughs> yeah. things get really mellow real quick. Like, we got this problem with the gang stars. I don't care, I'm on. You know, that sort of stuff. Brilliant. So I am telling the world right now, when we rebuild the world from this, we should do politics according to our cultures. Mm. America should go for the whole big pomp and circumstance every day of Super Bowl, but you need someone better than Trump. I would argue the rock uh or stone cold for president stone cold steve austin <laughs> someone that really would make you never mess with america yeah so it can focus on legitimately being great again mm. and someone eloquent enough to not suggest injecting yourself yeah. with disinfectant in a time of pandemic it's a cure for lots of things but not in that way but at the same time <laughs> right it's almost like dude I'm like, I understand science to the point that if this works, it works in all forms. That's ludicrous. Mm. Anyway, so I think, you know, like, for example, Japanese parliament should be the taiko drums at the beginning, like a war time. Bum, mm. bum, 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 bum. Then the prime minister comes in full shogunate material, stands on a super throne, and everyone has a sushi cook-off. And the best sushi means that your, your area of Japan will be hurt today. So you've given me this. Like no. Iron Chef but shogun <laughs> shogun edition brilliant chinese politics the chinese politics oh you could do loads of stuff you could have like the beijing olympic opening 
you know, uh, then dragons come in, you know, either side. A lot of the dragons. You have this amazing martial arts tournament, and whoever wins gets to talk to the Premier of China. It's, it, there's so many fascinating things you could do with cultural politics. So, yeah, yeah. So Our politics uh, would be in a pub. suggestion for political, political reform. reform. But <laughs> I said it always needs to be reformed. Yep. Our politics right now is a bunch of nerdy guys. What it should be is basically a drinking competition, <laughs> which in is the, accurate. In a pub-like Everyone location. gets mashed, and at the time where they're most hammered, they have to play darts. And whoever gets the top score in the darts gets, gets to, to talk to Boris mm. Johnson. <laughs> who, in the meantime, what he's doing uh, has been doing until today, been playing Nintendo. So that would mean that Boris Johnson doesn't have to be present for all the idiots and the stupid stuff that comes in. President. And it would really mean that our literal uh, MPs would mean something. They'd have been able to drink each other under the table, play darts, got a top score, and be able to say their questions, of course, if they can still remember it, to Boris. And it just cuts out all the the uh the 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 rubbish. waffle yeah the yays and the nays and like, talking about waffles belgium would have massive waffle off waffles. they would be making belgian <laughs> waffles all over the place and the best belgian waffle you know because it, it's a little bit more intense because it's brussels the head of the eu right mm. so they have to convince everyone in europe taste my waffle and then they can make a point to the uh High commission or whatever. When you get called. sick of waffles, though. Well, yeah. Mm. But I mean, they haven't. Could you get sick of waffles? You definitely could. Mm. You definitely could. But they haven't yet. They're still very uh, legitimate. Spanish, uh, Mexican. Well, Mexican government would be amazing because you'd have a mariachi band come in, some lowriders. Mm. Okay. Uh, you could do the whole Hispanic world. Taco Mexican, Tuesday. You literally do taco off. You could do the Baja versus the, uh, the 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 standard. You could have um, pinata competitions. You know, the politicians have to whack a pinata, or the the politician that's least liked in the chambers, the pinata, and you have to hit him. <laughs> no. I mean, there's so many like see like political, international, cultural politics would be amazing. Iceland, everyone would just be doing the thing they do in the football stadium where they all clap and do the chants and stuff. Because like people who watch the World Cup worldwide, Iceland gained super popularity mm. in the European Cup, I think it was, before the World Cup, where they were the underdogs and they did extremely well. Oh, yeah, I remember. And yeah. then they had like a war chant that carried the way. Right. Okay? Norwegian politics would be death metal. Be amazing. Mm. Uh, Swedish, you'd all be building furniture. No. Uh, and the one who finishes first, you get the Prime Minister of Sweden would time it. Go and you all have to make your IKEA stuff, and then okay, who made it? And the, the you know, and they then they get to speak first. They get to yeah. speak first inside so the point because they are uh, superior. In... Superior in engineering <laughs> skills and everything Swedish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then France, everyone would. Um, well, you could do the chef thing again. It's a bit boring in France. I think they should all critique art. Mm. Just walk around, and the one with the best critique that the president of France agrees with the most. He'll listen to that that critique. Spanish, you'd have a flamenco off. It'd be like amazing gypsy culture. Ran off in a, a bullfighting thing where one of you is a bull and the other guy's the... Because uh, you obviously can't do that now because no. of animal rights. So you dress as the bull and then the other guy is the... Uh, uh, a matador. Matador, thank mm. you. And you go through the house and then you get several more balls and you have to run with the balls. And it's basically like gladiators, but with Spanish stuff. Like the American Gladiator series, you know, the endurance run. So it starts off like a matador show and then it becomes a, the running with the balls. Okay, I think Flamenco. we better wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a multi, it's like X Factor. Spanish Parliament would be like Spanish X Factor. It'd be brilliant. Okay. So uh, that's yeah. real Trump suggestions, isn't it? So I think I've tuned into him quite well mm. for how to reform politics around the world. But there is everyone's listening to this thinking, you know what? That's totally how it should be. Totally it should be like that. 100%. Congress would be similar. For example, or Senate system would be similar in America. For example, Nevada senator would only be allowed to say anything if he passes his own casino rulings. So he has to win on five slot machines or uh, Russian, Russian roulette. They play that a lot at casinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's only a one-time thing. 
God, can you imagine the secret room? It's the biggest cash prize, but you might not live. I'd do Russian roulette with a Nerf gun. No. I don't know if it's got the same thing, but at least it wouldn't kill you. Uh, but there you go. So Russian roulette at Vegas. Oh, dude. Oh, that's a bit of a faux pas. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully we can get through another week of this craziness uh, without Trump suggesting anything scientific at all. But, uh, yeah, if you're in Spain, Italy, around Europe right now, our thoughts are with you. We're going through this thing together. It's very much united the world in the strangest way. Mm. But I think that if we keep you positive on our political reform suggestions and uh, future endeavors after all of this is said and done, we might have some budding politicians in our audience. So, I really, you know, I really bring it to the feel, table. I really do feel like if this world, mm. and this is the final thing I'll say, but if we had the phased out lockdown, yeah. You know, so like they group it. So kids. Yeah, by age. Kids first. And they get to go to school. I'm pretty sure they can't drive buses, but they get to go to school again. Uh, and the age, you know, so young adults can go out and work and stuff like this. I'm still in that bracket, just. Mm. So that means that I'm cool. I'm able to be part of the kids world. I'll be the oldest guy in the room. But the thing is, wouldn't it be a fascinating time? Because if the world goes youth too old on the phase out sort of thing, mm. we'd have a very fascinating situation because I've got a feeling it'll only be young people attending bingo halls for the first time ever. So they might be playing dubstep whilst they're reading it out. It could change the game of the world forever. People going to knitting class, but they're doing it with techno pop. It'd be amazing. What is techno pop? <laughs> That sounds so nighties and irrelevant. It's funny how you live long enough to just say something that wasn't even relevant ever. Um, but no, nah, just little hints of cool stuff like the guys, and I just wanted to point this out. Manchester having a rave set up with an, a DJ doing wedding ceremonies. Usually his day job is that, but now he's on top of his apartment complex being a DJ for 15 minutes a day. Just to give people this like reason um, to be communal on the balconies and stuff. Yeah, cool. I love stuff like that, man. Mm. And, you know... Unlike the BBC, which is just reporting everything negative, it is sometimes cool to remind yourself that innovation can happen. So if you have an antisocial dinner party, a rave on the roof for 15 minutes a day, otherwise the cops will get you for noise pollution. That's what you got to be very careful <laughs> of. Or do what we do, podcast from a field. Anything's possible. We might do an interview with sheep one day if you're really lucky. Or we get desperate. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so don't take what Trump says to fact. People living in America uh, that really do get caught up in the fact that they see a world leader saying something that usually could be credible to the rest of any other country. We take our world leader suggestions to heart. This one was dramatically bad. I don't even think... I, I, you know what's really weird? If Jeremy Clarkson, Top Gear fame, Grand Tour fame... Mm -hmm said that as a joke he would have been kicked off the bbc mm. for suggestion <laughs> what do you do when your president says that that's yeah. that's the predicament kids there's no so, one there to fire him. <laughs> but there are really and this is really tragic because i literally see there is a quota of people that probably hang on his words like he is the smartest dude they've ever heard. He has to be a successful mm. business guy. He's the president of the USA. That are thinking, I might try that. We'll give that a crack tonight. Please don't. But please, please don't. <laughs> it's super bad. You know, it's the same thing as saying, well, liquid napalm will fix everything. Mm. There's going to be stupid stuff like go to a tanning salon and UV yourself. Because UV kills bacteria, not in this sense. It's it, Things like this are super crazy. So just be sensible out there. And we'll see you same place, same time next week. And everyone in Ramadan, our thoughts are whether you get through it safe and strong. And if you are uh, curious, because it's all online now, what an amazing opportunity to see what that's all about for mm. the rest of the world. You don't have to go to a mosque or leave your house or anything. But it's really good to see what each other is doing, especially when we are in a multicultural world. I have to say that because there are the best of Britain, you know, a huge chunk of us are Muslim in this country. And it's Hindu, Jewish, as well as Christian. We, we kind of given Christians status quo. It's not true. So anyone who's British, Muslim, uh, European Muslim, uh, Arabian Muslim, anything around the world, Asian, 
have a good time, man. Just uh, look after yourself. And anyone working NHS, like my buddies, really be careful with your energy levels because this is... I can't even imagine the pressure you're under already. Mm. Yeah, get add another layer to it. So just be safe, be sound, keep your immune system active and happy, and uh, our thoughts are with you. What an amazing sacrifice. That's it for me. I'll leave it over to Wim for the wrap-up. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.